0: With the trees, the lights, the menu planning, most of the travel, buying and wrapping presents. Many of you will go home and open your gifts after church today, unless you have young children who insisted on opening the gifts before 7 a.m. However, we get too distracted with the rituals of Christmas Day, the presents and the food. We forget. What we're really celebrating We miss the gifts that we have been given Today we celebrate the incarnation God breaks into the world Taking human form Beginning the saving action for humanity That will culminate in the death And resurrection of Christ God reaches out to humanity Out of love in order to bring humanity back to God. The incarnation is an astonishing act. And adding to that astonishment is how God went about it all. First, consider the shepherds. Shepherds often conjure up pleasant pastoral images for us of the countryside and gazing sheep and the shepherds with loving care for their flocks. However, at the time of the birth of Jesus, this was not considered a prized vocation. Shepherds were considered shiftless and dishonest and were likely to allow their flocks to graze on other people's lands. They were a scorn group, a group of outcasts. Our rector reminded us last night that shepherds were not the type of characters you wanted to have hanging around at the birth of your child. However, God chose to reveal them to the coming of, reveal to them the coming of the Messiah. They are the ones who received the message from the Lord that they are about to receive a new king. And they're the first to break the news about the Messiah. They're the first, not the social elite, the outcasts, the shepherds. And next we have Mary. Earlier in the story, she receives a revelation from the angel Gabriel about God's intention to make her the mother of the Son of God. She's young. She does not hold a position of authority and is not wealthy. Mary, because of her status, or rather her lack of really any important status, might seem like an unlikely candidate to be the bearer of god however god reaches out to her and she humbly welcomes this news and gives birth to jesus and next we have jesus god incarnate who is born into our world in a humble setting consider what we believe about god god is our creator The one who took a formless void and out of that brought our world into existence. God is the one who gives life. God, the Almighty, who intervened on behalf of God's people, bringing them out of bondage in Egypt. Now, God is born in human form. An infant, reliant on the care of human beings in order to live. It might be reasonable for one to assume that the almighty creator would have broken into the world in a different way. However, God chooses to reveal God's self first as an infant, born in a humble setting, born with a great capacity to love. God and man comes into the world dependent on human beings to be nurtured, sustained and raised into one who would go on to do the work of the father. The incarnation, both in its announcement to the world and in its enactment by God, is counterintuitive to our notions of power and authority. We generally idealize people with a pedigree, a position of authority or wealth, and we overlook those who are on the margins. We generally praise the self-sufficient and scoff those who are in need. Yet God chose to work through the outcasts and the marginalized, and the lowly in status. And this is good news for us, for all of us, at one time or another, have felt marginalized by others, or cast out by loved ones, or incapable of even helping ourselves. And the holiday season can be a particular painful time for some people, bringing up terrible feelings of loss and inadequacy and bringing to boil many dysfunctional family systems. The incarnation gives us the gift of the assurance that that we are all good enough in the eyes of God. When someone hurts us or rejects us, God is with us. Though we might not think of ourselves as worthy, God breaks through to us and those who seem least likely To experience God's grace. On the flip side of that, many of us, if not all, have at one time or another hurt someone, or cast out someone, or undermine a friend or a loved one, or refuse to help somebody in need. And we are reminded by the birth narratives, and indeed the entire life and ministry of Jesus, that we are called. To be something greater than we are currently. The life and ministry of Jesus gives us the assurance that God deals favorably out of love with us, though we have not dealt favorably with others. We have been given the gift of God's presence on earth, showing us how to break the cycle of hurt and pain and how to live fully in God and in doing so become more human and more free, with a greater capacity for love. Lastly, we are given the gift of opportunity. The birth of Christ points out the need for human participation in the divine action. God chose to enter the world as one dependent on others. Human participation was necessary to to begin his plan... And that human participation is still necessary today. Mary was active as the God-bearer. The shepherds participated in spreading the word about the Christ child. Mary and Joseph would have to raise the child who would do the will of the Father. And we continue this process today. Jesus promised to send us a spirit. And as we receive that spirit, that light, We continue to nurture and raise it in ourselves so that we can continue to do the work of Christ in the world. It's a continual process, but it gives us the opportunity to lead a life full of meaning and a purpose, a life that is a joyful life if we choose to engage our Lord. It is a wonderful gift to all of us. Christmas is a wonderful time, but it's filled with distraction. However, we pay attention if we ponder these things which have been made known to us in our worship today and our reflective time during the season. We see that the incarnation points us to God in Christ who loves the world and loves humanity and showers us With many gifts of grace.